Sport on on SAFM. Let's move right along now, and we've, we're joined on the line by SAFA President uh, Dr. Denny Jordan. They've got a big event tomorrow honoring the stars of the SAFA National Women's League. Good evening, President. Thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Uh, good evening. Good evening. How are you? No, we're fine. Thanks, President. We hope you're well, too. We've heard that the, there's something happening tomorrow. Can you just tell us more? Well, you know, uh, we've come to the end of the the first season of women's football. Uh, women's football uh, <clears throat> have the champion of Mamalodi Sundown, and uh, we are tomorrow going to give medals, trophies, and checks to the team. Uh, we had a meeting today already with all of the clubs that were participating in the second season of the women's uh, league. And uh, tomorrow is then final the presentation uh, to the clubs. So there is a trophy. A lot of people were saying, we haven't seen the trophy. Is there a trophy or not? <laughs> <laughs> Where did you find a league has no trophy? <laughs> you know, uh, I know they say seeing is believing. Yes. If you don't see the trophy, then the trophy doesn't exist. But uh, we are Christians, you know. Uh, we believe in things that we don't see, <laughs> but we believe. Okay, we'll, we'll So uh, tomorrow the trophy will be handed over, and I think... They will see the pictures. Mm. And is there a reason why it's taken so long, President? Were you planning this event to happen on this day? Yes, uh, of course. It is extremely difficult to have any event, as you may know, under COVID conditions. And um, particularly, there was a time when you could not travel across provinces. So we had to make sure that we can get all our teams in. Uh, if it was just a Gauteng-based uh, team event, then uh, because Mamelodi Sundowns of yeah in Joburg, it was easy for us to call them and make the presentation. But the celebration is not just about one club. In order for one club to emerge as a champion, you need all 14 clubs. And, and that's why we had a, a debrief of the first season. What are the challenges? And what are the opportunities and progresses we want to see in the second season? And are you also oh, having yeah, in- all oh, yeah. also having individual awards, President? Yeah, uh, let us not have the awards now. Uh, the awards <laughs> will be there tomorrow, okay. and I'm sure that uh, you will be able to see. Uh, the presentation. Okay, now that's encouraging. That's good to hear. And what's your overall scorecard, or how do you look back at the first edition of the Women's League, President? Well, you know, I, I think we've done well. Look, uh, we announced that uh, we're going to launch the Women's League. Uh, we don't have a sponsor. We didn't have a sponsor. And SAFA used its own resources uh, to provide financial support for the Women's League. And tomorrow we are going to give prize money, uh, notwithstanding the fact that the league has no sponsor. I think in the second season, uh, things will be much better. We have serious engagement with partners, and we hope that uh, something will happen and we'll make the announcement. And then I think um, the league will begin 
to move in the takeoff phase. First phase, of course, is just to establish the link. And one of the things that we work hard on is one, to get a commercial partner, and two, the broadcast of the matches. Because it's not, not only did you see the, the trophy, but you didn't see many of the matches. And if you want to establish, well, does this league have quality? And I think the answer came from the Kosafa tournament because for the Kosafa team of Banyana, the coach decided that she's not going to call any one of the 32 women players playing overseas. She's going to pick a local-based team. So those players all come from the National League of Women's Football. And as you know, they are the champions of Southern Africa. They are the best team out of 14 in Southern Africa. And all of them come from the National Women's League. And, and that, I think, is already an indication that there is a lot of quality, notwithstanding the fact that 32 of the players uh, are playing in Europe and no longer in our National League. And do we have any idea then of when the second season will start or when you are planning to start the second season? Well, it's planned for February next year. Of course, we have to look at uh, COVID in our country. Uh, unfortunately, the, the second wave, and if you look throughout the world, uh, many of the countries are now in the reverse. Uh, so we don't know what the situation be like. We just hope that... Uh, the country will continue uh, to make progress and that we'll see a decline in infections and that uh, the environment will be conducive for matches to commence next year. But it depends on uh, the Christmas season and how we're going to conduct ourselves over the test of season. There is a huge spike. Uh, we may be in trouble early next year. We hope not. So. I think all of us must work together so that we can see football uh, and that we can see the women's league move into the second season. Talking about the festive season, President Dr. Denis Jordan, while I'm speaking to you, I'm watching visuals on SABC News. They're showing the festive games. These are the snack and neck uh, festive, festive games. On that note of the festive games, what is the SAFA stance on the festive games? Can people go and host their tournaments wherever they are during this December? Well, you see, the, the big problem there is, and, and the police told us that uh, some of the tournaments uh, are super infected. And, and therefore, it's about the infection, you know. Uh, people can play football, they can organize, provided that they adhere to the requirements that you keep the social distance. And for players, we have to make sure that these players are tested because uh, if there is an uncontrolled activity uh, and people run onto the field and celebrate, or it, must, um, it could be giving rise to infection, and then we have serious problems. Uh, and I think that uh, all of us have that responsibility to say, yes, we want to see football thrive, we want to see football played, but not at the expense of the health uh, um, and maybe even death of, of the spectators and players.
Okay, so there you have it, folks, from the president. You have to uh, put safety measures in place, testing and social distancing and all of that. I'm already seeing on TV that it is packed. I think these are current visuals are from this tournament that they are showing. Or have, they got, have they got, they got masks on? And have their masks on? Yes, they must have masks. You know, it's, it's not uh, an easy thing. This I can tell you, I come from Port Elizabeth. Mm. And over this weekend, three of my family members died from COVID. So it's a real issue. It's a real threat. It's not something that we can, you know, take a rest on. So I think that all of us bosses take care. We want to see the end of COVID, but we can help to accelerate the end of COVID by not creating conditions for further spread and further threat to the health of uh, whoever we engage with. Okay, loud and clear from the president, folks. And president, I believe you're off to Cairo tomorrow. What is the occasion now? Well, you know, I'm uh, vice president of CAF, and uh, we have a CAF executive meeting on Thursday. But also, as you know, we have a candidate uh, who has been at the uh, Champions League final. Uh, We saw uh, Ahri against Zamalek, Zamalek uh, two Egyptian giants. We were there last week. Uh, Patrice Matsepe was there. He engaged with many of the people there, together with uh, the acting president of CAP, Mr. Omarin, uh, and other presidents of, of the federations. Uh, he will be going back. There are at least 20 presidents there in Egypt. So we have the opportunity for further engagement with, uh, with uh, them. Uh, and of course, I also have uh, an executive meeting of CAF okay. because, yeah, again, we're supposed to have a Congress uh, and we won't be able to have a Congress uh, under these conditions. And some of our delegates that must come from countries, come from high-risk countries, some countries still don't have uh, flights in and out of those countries. So it's a difficult period. Uh, we cannot have a normal uh, Congress, so we have to see how can improvise to make it possible that notwithstanding the constraint, that the Congress must continue. So you're going with our candidate tomorrow, then what are you hoping to achieve in these engagements that you're going to be having? Well, as you know, I think our candidate has excellent credentials, and we must introduce him to as many of the voting members, those are the presidents, of the federations, they are the people who are going to vote, uh, <clears throat> and get them to engage with, uh, get him to engage with them. Hmm. You see, I think the challenge for African football is known. It's one. Uh, African football has disappeared from the television screen. Hmm. Uh, and we don't see African football. That must be fixed. Secondly, uh, a cap a serious financial constraint that needs to be fixed because that links into everything in development, in quality competitions, uh, in good governance. And so, if you speak about of all of the candidates, who is best placed and who has the experience uh, to lead CAF into a better space? And uh, I think our candidates. Uh, has significant credentials in that space. And the other thing is, in order to bring revenue into CAF, 
you need to build partnership with business. If you look at the African continent, you'll see the biggest economies in the world is China, is India, is the United States, is the Middle East, is Germany, and so on. And in every country, they invest billions in African infrastructure projects. But when they make their money, where do they invest in football? They buy clubs in English Premier League, uh, in La Liga. You know that Qatar has bought Paris Saint-Germain. The Glazers from America bought uh, Man United. Uh, and so you find. And the question is, why don't those who conduct their business on the continent not invest in African football? Uh, and you need to build partnership with business. And I don't have to tell you that it's probably the best place to build those partnerships to unlock financial support for African football. I was about to ask, President, what is our candidate saying about this nomination? Because uh, we haven't heard much from him. Is he embracing it? Is he taking it head on? I am just telling you now. We've been to Egypt. We're going back to Egypt. We've made a trip to North Africa. Uh, he is moving around. Uh, you know, in the way he operates, he reminds me of the German bird. <laughs> they said, when, when we made a lot of noise, we are going here, yeah, we're going. The Germans were quiet. They said, you know, in the Second World War, the Germans had submarines. You don't see it, but it's there. It's just when it emerges, you, are, you get a shock. So uh, he has been working very hard, having Zoom meetings with presidents, traveling to countries, He's traveling back, as I said, to Egypt tomorrow. Uh, engaging with at least 20 presidents there. So, no, he's working hard. And how but, do you... Uh, he's not doing it with a megaphone on his mouth. <laughs> it's quiet. <laughs> but I think I know the media, they want to, you to campaign with a megaphone on your mouth. I'm going here now. I've spoken to this president. I'm going there now. And uh, that is the, the criticism of the, of the media. Yeah. But I think that... <clears throat> Uh, probably uh, on, on Saturday there is the 50th anniversary of Mamelodi Sundowns. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's going to speak and maybe he will begin to talk about his vision for African football. Great, great stuff. We wish you a safe trip to Cairo, President. Thanks for taking our call tonight and speaking no, to us. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you, sir. That's the for President Dr. Denny Jordan there on his way to Cairo with our candidate, Dr. Patrice Mutsepe, who is, as you can hear, quietly going about his business of uh, campaigning for this position. And I think the chances have opened up now after Ahmad Ahmad uh, was, uh, was, was banned, basically, for all those allegations that he was facing.